1: Canal and bell on this friday i've got Raja working next to me trying to find a pair of jordan 11 yeah. Yeah. Cool gray golf shoes uh that nike is uh, releasing on the sneakers app as we sometimes get distracted because somebody's <laughs> got to win the shoe showdown we could have an epic one uh, upcoming this wednesday uh we got a big show we got to get to uh there's news out of the miles miles garrett mason rudolph uh, incident that unfolded. I want to make sure we hit on that. The NBA uh, will get Raj's thoughts. I can't wait to hear Lu- uh, Raj's thoughts on Luca because you were out yesterday. Yeah. Curious to see what you think about what he's doing across the league this year. And Kawhi, man, we talk about best player in the world, but is he too fragile to be in that conversation? Uh. We'll go there too. And Eric Weddle of the Rams, he's taking a very self-righteous stance. And I don't know if I love it or not. That and more. We got a bunch to get to. But first, before we cap last night's game real quick. Yeah. Um. Are you are you a fan of Teslas, like electric cars? Teslas, Elon Musk. I I like them. Regardless of whether you like them or not um they've been pretty polarizing elon musk is trying to change the game as the head of tesla okay so yesterday they announced they're coming out with a pickup truck okay i'm a fan of tesla i have one so i i'm, I'm partial to them right but i was kind of interested i'm like hmm, let me see what this pickup truck is about because they're still a younger company they're still coming out with new models so they come out with this pickup truck and they have this big unveil it's kind of like apple with steve jobs used to do when they okay. have the new iphone you would put it out there and everybody's like marvel people are clapping so he has this big massive production unveiling this pickup truck that nobody's ever seen right and it's futuristic it looks like a mars rover vehicle i saw that
2: shatterproof glass and stuff well yeah. so it
1: is supposed to be like bulletproof shatterproof glass throw something at it Well,
2: at the big
1: thing (laughs) that they're debuting like this is probably one of the worst unveils of uh, maybe you've seen in history because he's like hey let's get up our assistant up here and hey why don't you throw that Rock, yeah, it's a massive rock. Show everybody how shatterproof it was, and he doesn't even just, like wind no, up, he just, he he just kind of it. throws it at it. Yeah. And The window shatters, and Elon Musk goes, Oh, bleep! Like yeah. that, and you can tell it's just one of those moments. And then the worst part about it, he goes, Well, let's try the back window. Same thing, both windows. So, for the rest of the presentation, he's standing up there talking about the truck, and it has two shattered windows. Like, it could not have gone much are worse. Are you
2: getting, are you, uh, are you a truck guy?
1: I actually was wanted to look into the pic it's kind of
2: funky it's super
1: funky and most importantly for me and like we're tall people it looks small like I need some I need some room although Tesla I drive now is really small in the interior it might be bigger than that but I don't know it was different than I would have expected I thought it was gonna be a little bit bigger but yeah, when you want but, mileage out of a battery, I think it helps to have something that's smaller and a little bit more, uh, you know. Like nimble. Yeah. I mean, it's cool looking. It's out there. You definitely would get noticed on the road. Be like, what is that? Yeah. Uh, so we'll have to see what happens
2: when it comes I out. couldn't get your shoes by. I'm a little distracted right now. Forgive me. Oh, you I couldn't did. find the golf shoes on here. That's weird. Couldn't yeah, they're not on my feed. So. Oh, that's weird. Like, maybe, you yeah, know where I, I'm at with this right now. Like, we're just gonna do us today. Yeah, There's exactly. no, there is no, there is no. Um, damn, I didn't even get those Jordan the face Tasms. Um, but there are no golf shoes on my feed, so I couldn't. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. My bad. Got to, get into right.
1: that. We got to figure that one out. Uh, I'll be on, I'll be online, maybe on StockX or somewhere else, trying to get them after the market. Although I'm not playing any golf. I, so I don't know why I need another pair of golf just shoes because, other yeah. than to bring them in for the showdown. That you, you just have to buy just because, right? Exactly. Uh, all right. Last night we had the Texans edge out the Colts. You don't care. <laughs> do Thursday you care? I don't care. Do you no, care? It wasn't the greatest game. Texans won. Deshaun Watson still was pretty good. Jacoby percent played. All right. Uh, but they've lost three of four. Uh, the Colts have. I, I did. I did. Funny. I did see. It, I am Dave. more. I am more interested. Cause I'm, I'm generally more interested to in hear your take on this one. Um, because miles Garrett. In his appeal with Roger Goodell, mm-hmm. uh, went before the league office, and he's making his case that he wanted to you know, get this time reduced. So everybody's asking, why did this happen? He really hadn't given an explanation for it. So it comes out, ESPN, uh, Adam Schefter, and Jacina Anderson report that Miles Garrett accused Mason Rudolph of using a racial slur in the moments before his outburst where he took the helmet and slammed, bopped him over the head. Of course, we all know about that. What was your initial reaction? Because I already, I want to get your take first before I I give mine.
2: My initial reaction was, how does that get out? I mean, how do how do you go into a a a a hearing like that, um, an appeal, and have sensitive information like that like leaked to the press hours after you've given testimony about what happened? Do you know what I mean? That was my initial reaction. Um. I I don't know, Danny. Like I wasn't there. Like this is a. Sim- I mean, look. I guess there are a few things. Either Mason Rudolph said it, right, or Miles Garrett is lying. And third possibility is maybe something was said by someone out there that either was that or he mis like construed for that. Do you know what I mean? And and then both of them could be correct in that Miles Garrett. Thought he heard it. and Mason Rudolph is maintaining he didn't say it. Someone else said something, or Mason Rudolph said something that sounded uh, to Miles Garrett like that. Do you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. generally speaking, I have no idea. Like, um, I, I, you know, it's tough, dude. I don't. Why would you make that up? Do you know what I mean? Like, that's one of those things where, like, I, I'm not saying that he said it. I'm, right. I just, I like it. Left me wonder, like, Miles Garrett, why would you go in there? W- w- and 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 say that if if you didn't think you heard that. Do you know what I mean? So
1: here's the spec and this is where I'm really torn on this one because I absolutely think it could have happened. I don't necessarily believe him, and here's why. Um, it's a week later. No, and like yeah. to me, in the moments after the game, and I'm not saying you would have said it at the podium, made this accusation, but mm-hmm. you would have said something like he was very apologetic. I'm with that. Wrote Mason Rudolph a handwritten letter apologizing to him. Like I don't know if you do that if you if he called you the n word. Yeah. Um, and then probably the most convincing reason why I don't believe Miles Garrett is his teammates. Yesterday, were asked about it. Sheldon Richardson, other guys uh, in that locker room, and they said, "No, we, this is the first time we're hearing about it." So yeah. for me, this is what I no, picture. That's because, all. And that that one for evidence. me is probably the most. There's some other ones like, hey, if. A Steelers teammate heard Mason Rudolph yeah. saying that. I think they'd be like, "Go ahead. Now it's your teammate. I get it." But I, I'd have a hard time like seeing how that would play out. What
2: I imagine happened, and that was the third probably scenario that I that I painted there. Like, some look, they're not the only two people standing there. Um, you know, like maybe something was said in the midst of all of that transpiring that he. Well, I guess at that point you'd still probably tell your teammates, "Hey, man, did you hear what that month? Did you hear what he called me? Like, do right. you know what I mean?" To your point, right. you still be like,
1: "Yo, bro," because that's so. Here's the here, and you and I both have been in locker rooms right after games when there's a controversial ending or mm-hmm. something, maybe a scuffle like this one. This was not just a scuffle; this was a major incident, of course, because it dominated so much of the discussion. But Everybody comes back in the locker room, like after it's all sorted on the sideline and then everybody comes back in and it's sort, it's not that much different than in elementary school or high school when there was a fight. Everybody's talking about the fight when you come back in. Right. And there's that 10 minute window before the press comes in. What I would envision people doing is being like, whoa, what just happened? Can you believe this? And people saying, what?
2: what did he do? Look, like, what did he do to you? To, and
1: that would, to me would be the first thing. Would be like he called me this to your point. Everybody would be reacting to that.
2: That 10 to 15 minute window okay. before you can get like w- exactly what you're going to say to the press is where you will get the, the most true account of what took place. Right. The most truth. Once you get to your PR people, like then there's you know you get some agenda driven like thing that you're gonna say to the media, right? But in that locker room in those ten minutes, that's when you would get like the most uh, direct representation of what just happened on that. Totally tour. agree, um, Jake Trotter. But I still gotta ask why? Why would you? Well, so who would give you the advice to go in there and use that? So
1: there was an incident that occurred. I don't know if I should give these details. <laughs> 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 I think the statute of limitations have passed. Right. I won't give out names. There yeah. was an incident occurred at Florida State with me and uh and, oh our Florida State teammate of mine. Yeah. And he and another guy were goofing around um and they recorded intimate relations mm-hmm. of one player with another with a girl. Mm-hmm. Um so she comes in and she finds out about it. And I was a I was living there, so I yeah. I had this this girl come to our room, a furious. Yeah, I'm like I don't have any idea. Thank yeah. goodness, because yeah. I I wasn't there. I had no knowledge of it. She's screaming at me like, "Where is he? Where is he?" I'm like, "I don't know." Right. Um, and then they um, so she's very upset. She's like, "I'm going to the police with this." Yeah. So we're like, "Uh oh." So they call an attorney. An attorney comes up with a story like, "Hey, w- this is this should be your defense. You should say, hey." I'm a person who, you know, is a stature. I have, you know, um, you know, fame of some sorts. You should say that you did it to protect yourself for liability reasons. Right. You know, like that's, so that's, that's that what you was I should what, say. So and, say. and so that was what they used and now they play down and he got a but and there were still some consequences there that sure. were very really serious. I think lawyers You're saying that the race lawyers, card was
2: gonna was gonna to some degree. Well, and
1: that's of course Mason Rudolph's attorneys are gonna accuse him of that because they said that Mason Rudolph's attorney came out and had a statement and said we won't comment on this further. Just, this is a desperate hail mary attempt to get our suspension yeah, reduced. I don't know.
2: Like, I mean, look, maybe I. I mean, I'm not I'm not this brightest bulb in the pack, but like, if I'm his representation of all, like, I'm not going with that. I'm not going with, like, the 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 race card with that one. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just... It, but did you of all, think
1: after the game, here was the one thing I thought, because everybody was... Most part, it was pretty unanimous. M- Miles Garrett, throw the book at him. He sure. should never... You know, I I thought he, four games would have been fine. Like, that was my personal opinion. I, if it was six, I thought the NFL had to show this could never happen again. But you did have people, assault charges should be filed. He should never play again. It should be all this serious stuff. And in my in my mind... I thought the one reason I would give him an excuse for that, and probably everybody would. Whereas if you use that word, that to me, all that table. You, had, off the you had gone there like then, before
2: he even said it.
1: Right. Yeah. I, in my mind, in I was like, mind. if he does that, like that's one where a lot of people may give him a pass on that. And it's like if you like, there's a couple things. If you spit in your face, yeah. If you use the N word to a guy, or if you grab your junk, like there's certain things that kind of not excusable but it kind of makes more sense where he might get a little bit more of a pass from the court of public opinion.
2: Yeah. I mean, look, I, I don't, I, I, guess, I, I don't know that I would have, I mean, like, again, you, your representation should be a lot brighter than you and I. Mm-hmm. So like if, if, if you can sit here and tell us um, how bad it looks after a week and a half, that you've never divulged this to anyone and said it don't like his lawyers would have had to have been bright enough to like, like this isn't a good look. It's not a good look. Like we, you should have laid the framework and the groundwork for this, like right after the game, you should have been singing to the high heavens. Even if it didn't happen that it happened, if we were going to use it a week and a half later. Right. Do
1: you buy into the, cause I've also seen speculated. Well, the NFL came out and they, they said they didn't find any, they basically said it didn't give any creeds, but they couldn't prove it wrong. They, They couldn't say we didn't. If you're the NFL, I think this is extremely serious, especially with where our country is and the way the NFL has been portrayed as the owners against, you know, I mean, they have been compared to slave mentality, right? So there's obviously some racial, the Colin Kaepernick thing. There's obviously some racial tensions Mm -hmm. that exist with the NFL. I think this is one where they need to come out either emphatically say he did or we have evidence that he didn't. You can't come out and just say, well, we don't, we haven't found it. I think you need to show what? we we went to the tapes. We listened back. We couldn't hear anything because what did they do is what I want to know. If you're in the NFL and you said, no, nope, Miles Garrett, we don't believe, like we didn't, we don't take anything into that. Yeah. Why not? Like right. you should at least say that and say, look, we went to all these audios. We have audios of everything. We played everything back couldn't and we couldn't find evidence of it. And you could still, Miles Garrett could still say, well, it was under a pile and nobody yeah. heard it, right. which is still a possibility. But I think the NFL should have come out stronger and said either no
2: or yes, one way or another. I did think, like, I was left this morning feeling like the NFL, whether it becomes a major problem or not. I mean, you got a lot of different races and creeds uh, uh, represented in your league. Like, do you know what I mean? And and just the optics of this particular fight, right? Um, Mason Rudolph started the fight.
1: Well I, I he see, started, he gets no he so hasn't hear been me fought. he
2: hasn't been he, there's been no penalty that's levied against him he started the fight um I'm not excusing what Miles Garrett did like that Neither I, one I said of when us, that no. had like that's that's that was uh you do what you got to do with that like I, I had no problem um I did think it was interesting that Pouncey got his suspension reduced by a mm-hmm. game though like you you were kicking and punching <laughs> <someone> <laughs> multiple on the like, I thought those three games should have stood um what's the other dude's name Ogan Joby yeah you get suspended for a push in the back Right, and it was a cheap shot. I mean, it I was a cheap, but cheap shots happen
1: all the time. Like you didn't spear Mason him Rudolph, in the head; you shoved him down to the ground. I thought Mason Rudolph should have got a game, and I think it is an egregious miss by the NFL. That unless that doesn't him. look
2: good. Look, when I'm and I don't, I don't play my race card all the time. Right. But as as like, if you want to break it down racially, and you're talking about like the the the, the optics of that, right? That doesn't look good. Agreed. That the white guy started the fight, right? And all three of the black dudes got suspended, and the white dude's standing there like.
1: I agree. I think it's an awful look for the NFL. Yeah. I think it's an awful look, and it'll be interesting because they're supposedly. I'm still waiting for this to be announced. He is supposed to be fined. He there was they said multiple fines are going to be out. okay. Like, I, look,
2: something has to happen, right? Or the optics of that,
1: It are better just, be significant. Right. If it's five or ten grand. The optics of that are bad. Are really bad. Um, Jake Trotter, who covers uh, um, the Cleveland Browns, he's one of their beat writers. He was the guy who actually asked Sheldon Richardson. He asked Baker Mayfield. He asked a ton of players in the locker room. He said his takeaway from the Browns locker room, if what Miles alleges did happen, either he didn't tell teammates about it or his teammates are pretending they don't know anything about it, which doesn't make any sense. But he also added... Nobody's saying Miles is lying either because you had Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, they all said we know he's him to the be type a type of guy, dude. yeah, which yeah. I would add. I think he I think he's been unfairly portrayed un, unfairly portrayed as a dirty player mm-hmm. because he got in the fight in the Titans game and he hit somebody with an open fist like that happens all the time. That to me is not dirty. It was a scuffle and he hit a guy. Yeah, should have been flagged. Yeah. The hit where he um hurt Trevor Simeon, that to me was I think he did get flagged for a late hit, but it was bang bang. I don't think it was dirty, and it was the worst luck ever that Trevor Simeon just happened to hurt his ankle. Right. Like that was just bad luck. I don't think that was a dirty play. I thought that was a defensive lineman who's trying to get a quarterback and trying to deliver a blow. Right. I don't think it was that bad. So that that's me. And I saw that Miles Garrett's dad put something out. Like Look, the unfortunate thing about this is with the race card now in the conversation. Our country is already so divided. So there's so much tension there. It just sucks. I hate when this happens. Look,
2: I'm again. I, I don't. I don't know what happened. I wasn't there. And why my original question to you might have come off like I believed Miles Garrett. I didn't mean it to come off like that. I was simply saying, why would you say that if it didn't happen? It is such an inflammatory thing for a situation like this that you would have to imagine you just want to go away. Right. Why would you use that? If it didn't happen, not saying that it did, but whoever, if it didn't, whoever gave you, I, I, that's I why, thought that I was think, the wrong play there, man. I think it comes from, I don't think it was miles
1: Garrett. I think it was his people. Uh, I, that, if, if that's the case, if that's what, what it came from and it's not true, I think that, I don't think he made up that. I think he was given bad advice. If that's the case, ultimately I wish, I hate that it's going to be a, he said, you know, he said yeah. word I mean, against I, word it, yeah, because yeah. then it's going to be, Oh, I'm the white guy and I don't believe him. You know, it's, I hate that. But like, again, again, for it Miles Garrett, yes. Like
2: if it was done, like it was when you have your worst moment as a, like as a pro or as a human being, right. You said like, maybe, maybe this could just be his worst moment. Right, which as it a probably human being. is. Do you want to draw more attention to that and keep the conversation revolver, revolving around your worst moment? Right. Do you right. No, you, you just want to, want to get away. as far away from that as possible. So again, bro, like, if that didn't happen and i don't know right no one does that was the wrong way to go about that and that's what leave that's the only part of me that's like bro why would you you know why why would you do that if that if you didn't think at least think that you heard that yep you know yeah uh
1: it's something that's not going to go away now because everyone's going to be talking about it
2: from the world of sonic the hedgehog a new hero arrives i am ready Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount Plus.
0: Yes!
1: Welcome back to Canelo and Bell as we move on to the NBA. Uh the Pelicans have actually Live had Pelican. yeah, have actually had a nice little run uh recently uh, stringing together a few wins. Brandon Ingram has continued to really have what is, you know, c- could be considered a breakout season. Yeah. He had 28. Uh, he's ninth in the NBA in scoring at 25. He had 15th points in the fourth quarter last night. He's shooting 51% of the field in this win over <laughs> Phoenix. Your boy Dave Griffin's putting together a nice little season so far, and then when Zion gets out of this mix, you
2: got to be pretty optimistic about what the future holds. Yeah, I think you do. I, I always I thought coming in that they'd contest for the or contend for the playoffs, and then they, you know, they stumbled out of the gates a bit, but Zion, you know, the Zion injury uh, factored into that. They they have an interesting mix of, you know, young players. They could go get it. They play with good pace. Um, you know, I thought early in the season, Alvin Gentry was playing too many people, um, so no one was able to really, really get in a, a rhythm. Namely, Lonzo, uh, but Drew Holiday is a really, really, really good guard, and this is one of those situations where, you know, I've said on air before about playing with LeBron and or going to a really, really good team at a point in your career where it's not where it's not uh, conducive to your growth as a player because you kind of get fit into this role. Like this is one of these. He's better having left the Lakers and and not playing with LeBron at this point. Like learning from LeBron in that in that one year window, watching how he works, probably getting some tutelage as a player was probably great for him. But for the type of player he is, which is a scoring player, he couldn't be in LA anymore. There weren't anymore. There weren't shots there. There wasn't opportunity for him to spread his wings and do what he's doing now. So that's kind of an an, an uh you know, a a real life example of when I, when people ask me, should said player who's a good young star go play with two other stars? And I'm like, probably not right now in this point in his career, because you don't, you, you want this opportunity. You want to be able to play on a pretty good team and spread your wings, um, and, 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 and figure out you know, if you can become a, a number one leading scorer on a championship level team, and you don't always get that opportunity when you play with the Kevin Durant and the Kawhi's and, uh, and uh, you know, the best yeah. in, on the planet. You know? Yeah,
1: you're not going to get the opportunities there. Right. Um, in that game as well, Devin Booker had a pretty uh, impressive night. His season... Continues to look really impressive, but potentially putting together a 50 50 90 season. Nope. Uh, so nope. it'd be 50% nope. from the field, 50% from three, nope. and over 90 It's at the three pointers nope. one that you got to worry about, right? There's no way you're going to sustain that type of pace.
2: He's fantastic. Like, he is a great player, but you ain't shooting 50% from the three um, in in the NBA. Uh, it's not happening. Has, 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 I, with I just, the I amount just... of shots that he shoots, like, if you're talking about a guy who comes off and shoots like one a game, to a game maybe. Right. Maybe. Yeah, but he's that's... volume. He's their he's their guy. I don't I can't imagine he's gonna wind up shooting. I would say at the end of the day, I put the over under at like forty four percent from three right it's all said and done
1: right uh joey did say there's been a few that have been 50 40 90 40 yeah that's 30, that in and of itself is, is which he might do that yes but I, i'm with you i don't I, the likelihood of, of maintaining that from a three-point percentage uh is highly unlikely and he's only at 48.6 as good as he's been he's still under 50 right uh, and he'd have to get that much better on the back end when there's more that much more games i don't see it happen either um the Mellow era
2: mm-hmm.
1: firmly underway in Portland. Mm-hmm. This was pretty interesting. Hoodie as The end of the first half. We're always wondering about what his role is now. Dame is out, but C.J. McCollum's on the court with him. But watch what happens into the, the first quarter. He's looking. Hey, yeah, I I'll, I'll take it. Look, there, look at him. Yeah, yeah, you just stay over there. I'll take it. Get a liso ball. At That's the top.
2: interesting. Oh, 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 he came. Oh, he wanted a bigger defender on that. Yeah. Yeah, get that out. And
1: then, (laughs) like, uh, Joey told me about this, and I was like, well, did he finish? No. If he finishes, it's one thing. If you
2: call somebody off, what he's doing is he's trying to get George Hill, who's a really good, uh, smaller defender. He doesn't want him in the high pick and roll because they'll probably switch that. And then he's got a more agile defender in front of him who he can't beat off the bounce. So I think they ran Brooke Lopez into the screen. Right. You figure if you get Brooke on a switch or you get him on a hard show, at least you can get around that, which he did. Right. But then there's no finish on it. I'll just say this again. Like Melo had a much better game last night. Like, um, efficiency was better. I I don't know what the plus minus was. I didn't look into that, but he was more efficient, shot the ball better from three. If Melo is going to be called on. To do what he's doing in Portland for your team, then you're you're not a contending team. Right. And that I don't mean that as a slight to Melo. I mean that like you It's more know, of an like, indictment of the Portland. Of Portland. Yeah. yeah. Thirty five, having been out of the game for two years. Um, if he's coming in and the ball needs to be in his hands to play make for you as much as it has been for them, then you're not who you think.
1: He when he signed, uh the reaction from a lot of people was like, Yay, he's back in the NBA. Uh D Wade, I know he's not playing anymore, but he was like, Yay, it's the banana boat crew, right? Yep. LeBron James was like, it's about time. Mm-hmm. Was there any part of you that was like, well, if you wanted to come could've back, been, you could have been, could've right been, been there playing in purple with the gold. Lakers, right? Yeah. Could have like, been right there. Because that, that, that was my first inclination. Like, if, if if LeBron didn't, like, there's that should be really telling. Yeah, especially they, And they
2: could have used him if he still had something especially left. Especially this year, when, right? When you had to give up, like, everything you had on the bench to get AD. Yeah. Um, yeah, you would imagine they were looking for minimum guys, right, to kind of fill out the back end of that roster. Yeah, he, Mello would have been a really good fit there, um, in theory, um, if there was still something left in the tank. So
0: he still hasn't played with Dame either, by the way, and that, you know, that's not happening. If that happens with Dame, there's probably going to be issues. <laughs> well, yeah, there would be, yeah, even I, at the
1: end of a quarter, even even the end of a quarter, that would be that would still cause some concern.
2: Um, like Dame might be upset about that. Yeah, look if cuz in that scenario it's not like hey i got a mismatch and you got the <laughs> greek freak on you bro right so like in the, like if 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 Melo came down in a cross match, and he had Brooke Lopez on the top with him, and then you know um, George Hill was over there guarding Dame Lillard, and you just real quickly was like, "Yo, let me take him. I got him." Right. That's fine by right. me. But if you're gonna say, "Hey, there's 17 seconds left on the in the quarter, and it's me or it's Dame Lillard, and I got the Greek freak on me, and Dame Lillard, had, you better get that ball up."
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Or, or, or or yeah, or no, we're gonna have problems. Yeah. i talking to you after one. Uh, we talked a little bit about Luca yesterday when you were out. Um, question for you. who wait, he- wait, wait, wait.
2: Who did the show with you yesterday? Joe, my man,
1: Joey did. Joey did. Yeah, he okay, actually right. did a pretty good job. He right. actually covered my butt on okay, some of the NBA okay. stuff because I am not quite as uh, as adept at covering that. I love the NBA. I love watching sure. it. But when you get into some of these conversations, and I don't know, maybe, I don't know, I'm curious to see how you, I don't care about the top five players. I mean, to be honest with you, like when they get in those debates, yeah. like if you really feel like, hey, Harden is better than Kawhi. Good for you. Yeah, exactly. Good for you. I can make a case for Kawhi if you want to. Right. Um, But that being said, is Luka a top five player in the NBA right now with no Kevin Durant, no no Steph Curry? So he's not. Where would yeah. you have? Top seven? Like, mm-hmm. he's in there?
2: Yeah, he's really close. Because that's I mean, what
1: Van Gundy said. During yeah. the game, he was calling it, and he they were having this back and forth, this exact conversation. And, he's, and they were like, well, how? Because the question was, oh, is he the best player in the now? And Van Gundy was like, no, you can't go there. He said, but I could say top seven. Top seven, yeah. because so That's it, about where you would put him too. Yeah, because
2: yeah, right when we came, like, it was Giannis, Harden, Braun, Kawhi, AD. And then I was searching, right? And then I'm like, yeah. Probably fits right in around there. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you really like Paul George when he's healthy, Paul George can be in that mix. There are probably some other guys I'm forgetting, but With I wouldn't.
1: Kyrie being, that's one thing I asked for Joey the other day. It feels like Kyrie's stock has really taken a
2: dive. It's fallen a little bit, but I still, I love Kyrie. So, like, Kyrie's in that conversation too, but none of them just stand out above Luca. Mm-hmm. So I feel really good about six or seven for Luca. Definitely top seven. What he's doing is, is, uh, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty remarkable. Um, And I was showing, I was, my my son rarely watches NBA with me mm-hmm. um, just cause they got these damn phones. <laughs>
1: right. So They're ridiculous. always distracted,
2: but we happened to come back from football the other night and we were eating dinner and Luca and Luca was playing and, you know, I was just showing him he had like thirty two in the first half yeah. or something like that. And I was showing him twenty two in the first quarter. Yeah, I was like, Bro, how big do you think he is? And he was like, I don't know, like six two, six three, six four. I was like, he's like 6'8", 6'9". like he's a big dude deal. Like and it was it's just pretty cool to see him out there with his he's got everything. Is there a in comp for him?
1: Is there anybody like do you see him as a player either present no. or past that you
2: could say, Hey, these similar to this? Um, it would take me a while off the top. Um his game is a new school game. Like the stuff that he does isn't isn't old school. He is right in line with all of these like innovative offensive players using all of these like different like weapons that these guys are teaching now and exploring offensively. Um, I don't know, man. He's tough. He's yeah. just a he's, he's unique. A, he is really unique. He is he really is. unique. It's
1: pretty crazy that Dallas could have two of the greatest euros in the history of the game. If the career continues to yeah. develop this, going from Dirk to Luca, that'd be pretty impressive. The, the, right. I told Joey this yesterday. Oh, right. Go ahead.
0: Raj, we talked about this before the show. Uh, and so I wanted to bring it back up. So if we're talking about Luka in that range, that top five, six, seven range, that means he's one of the best players in the NBA. Yeah. yeah. And we always talk about how if you have that guy, you have a chance. Does that nope. mean they c- nope. can compete in the nope. West? Nope. Or are there st- nope. how far away are they?
2: Nope. Um, <laughs> they are. No, that's easy. They're, now,
1: is this more on Luka or the surrounding cast?
2: No, I, I think it's not on Luka's fantastic. I think Luka's still a year away from being able to carry you to the promised land as as a number 1 player. Clearly he's got the goods, like that's not even a question, but I think even in his like maturation as a player, he's a year away from being able to carry you to the finish line. But I think his supporting cast needs to be better. Like they I don't I don't know that they've got the the chops around him. There're some nice pieces, but I don't think that that team's ready to make a uh, um an a a championship run Joey I do think they could be competitive like they're going to be in games with a lot of teams like they're not going to be a an easy pushover I just don't think that that they can win it this year so I would say that they're a year away both Luca and, and just for some maturity and a little bit more um, experience. Even though he's got a wealth of experience in the in in uh you know EuroBasket sure. and FIBA, but uh, I think his roster is a year away from helping him do that
1: for sure. Um, speaking of you know top five players, best player in the league at the end of last season when Kawhi Leonard won the uh, Finals MVP, it was like okay, there's and KD gets hurt. It's like all right, he's taken over that role as best player in the world. Yep. Um, that's been had. I think it's taken a little hit this year. Because of the load management. But for me, it's not even about the load management. It's more about, okay, maybe he's actually hurt. And if you're starting to see all of these injuries build up over the course of his career, which is a combination of why he's managing the load, I think it becomes like you've got to be available to play to help your team. And I think that does put a dent in his argument for best player in the league. Because you can't say best player in the league when he's healthy you got to be healthy to be considered in that conversation. You know, like imagine if we said, well, you know, Russell Wilson, but imagine Russell Wilson misses 12 games a year. You know, he misses four games a year and he takes off, you know, 20, 30% of the season. Mm -hmm. Then no one would consider him as that. And I think that has to be in the consideration with Kawhi. Is that
2: fair? I think it's fair. Um, we live in a society. It's all, you know, we talked about it the other day. What have you done for me lately? Like, you know what I mean? Like if you're, if you're out of sight, you're out of mind, so to speak. And, and, While other guys are having phenomenal seasons, you're only, like, losing more ground in that conversation, right? Like, when James Harden is out there doing what he's doing offensively, and you're not getting a chance to see Kawhi because he's he's not on the floor, then that's your gap shrinking, right? Like, AD, gap shrinking. LeBron, back to gap shrinking. And so, um, I always thought it was a really, really close conversation anyway. I thought Kawhi had... When he showed me what he showed me in the finals and then coming out in game one of this year, after that game, I said, okay, I think he might be the best player on the planet right now. Uh, and I didn't mean any shade at LeBron, but he's in year 17, and he can yeah. just do some things physically that LeBron can't. But guess what? LeBron in year 17 is playing every game. Big, big minutes. And Kawhi hasn't been on the court in I don't know how many you know games this season. So I do think that's a real thing, and I think it's fair – um to question whether you could be the best player on the planet if you're if you're not going to be out there delivering for your team night in and night out i don't think he cares ultimately though um you know i think he's his quest is for a championship so i don't know he's caught right. up in that i do want
1: to because if he wins the title with the clippers everybody say they the, best, is, player the best player in the world nobody yep. will remember that he sat out these games in correct november correct yeah.
2: um Joe, to your orig- to your question, like two questions ago about if you're a top seven player, does that give you a chance? AD's been a top seven player for how long? His teams ain't that's never true. had a chance. Yeah, like you fair. know what I mean. That's so fair. like, no, I don't mean it. Like, but I'm saying you have to have. Uh, there are other things that go into that. You have to have, you know, a top ten player that's that's ready to carry that load, ready to get you over. He's in the prime of his career. He's got enough um, experience, and then you got to have a roster to support that. Or, or you know, you're you're not ready to do it.
0: Yeah, Joe, I actually, I had another – I had a question about Kawhi. Is there a chance – and I was thinking about this more after we talked about it this morning before the show. Is he just – I mean, it, I'll reserve it till we see the playoffs, right? Because they're going to be in the playoffs either way. If he plays 60 games, goes to the playoffs, and plays the most minutes ever again, and they win again, is he just smarter than everyone?
2: <laughs> um, mm. I mean, I Joe, you and I say this all the time. I know it because I did it for, for – 12 13 years like you you it's too many games it's too it's too many games so but again I, if he wins it all no one's going to say it was too many games no i mean just the 82 that you play roughly after playoffs it's over 100 games in some cases yeah. that you're playing like you know with preseason factored into it that's a lot of basketball and so you know if you know, what I imagine he's doing, either A, he's significantly hurt and he's playing through it and they're, they're just kind of managing the situation. Or B, what he's doing is what we didn't really ever do, which was say, man, I feel a little, a slight like pull or I feel, you know, my knee feels really tight. There's some fluid in it. And what we do is you'd ice that thing up, you'd warm Play it up and put it, it in and you get, you get out there and you do it. Um, he's probably just shutting it down, you know, on nights like that and figuring out, you know exactly how much his body needs to rest to be at full strength again um yeah i guess if you want to say he's smarter than everyone yeah i think we could all be a little smarter and that the season doesn't need to be a hundred games give or give or take five or six games
1: i did see andrew marchand from the new york post had an article out that said uh the nba had at least considered shortening the season a little bit but there was some kes- concessions in there too it involved sort of a mid-season tournament maybe with some of the bottom teams like there's no way they're just gonna give eighty two and go to sixty and say, We're good, yeah. we'll get the same money. But I do think there if you and this is where I think the NBA deserves some credit, Adam Silver historically has been willing to think outside the box. And the way the ratings are declining, I think and the way players are sitting out, maybe there are some alternative alternative options that are still get your full money's worth from the T V companies. Sure. And then you you know, you can Look, take
2: take some load off. And not for nothing. I think if you want full transparency, like you should, if you're the league, come up with some agreement with teams where they can take – each star and get a certain amount of like games off, right? Like if they're 82. Well, I don't know what that number well, what, is. What, it's what, a slippery slope. The thing slope.
1: that I suggested it's... too early, and I think you liked this idea, was once you achieve a certain status in the league, once you've played – yeah, you know, maybe the first if you're zero to five years in the league, you get three night, three games off. If you're five to eight years, you get seven games off. If you've played ten or eight yeah, or more I like years, that. you get ten. Games I like off. that. The same you way know, a LeBron, minimum like, salary goes yeah, up, like exactly. your amount of nights off. I a like that.
2: scale and full transparency. So when I get the schedule, barring injury, because injury, if injury, real injury it, 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 uh, happens, then you're going to have to sit more nights. But what, what you do is you let everyone know when you're sitting there. Right. So that the people have enough time to, like, not buy the ticket if they don't want to come see, you know, um, the, the yeah, Houston Rockets Yeah, a lot of people, without. I'm
1: sure, want to watch Kawhi play. Right,
2: and that way, like, you know, you keep your 82, but, like, you're not pooping all over the fans and people that want to come out. And, and then you can, you know, the networks can make their schedule around – you know that like figure out when you're Hey, we're not putting the Houston Rockets on they're gonna be without James Harden on the 11th so don't put them on national tv put right oh like it helps everybody you just need more transparency with that
1: definitely and it'll be something that uh, a lot of people are gonna be talking about over the course of the NBA season welcome back to canal and bell the NFL Eric Weddle uh safety for the Rams big uh offseason signing for them was done with his time with Baltimore uh ice cream truck dude Yes, yeah. that was fan favorite yeah. Baltimore mm-hmm. and he uh, would uh, pay for the entire ice cream truck to have the big party and everybody would celebrate that one. So he obviously had a really good time in Baltimore, right? Felt like he owed his career to them. Sure, They t- embraced him as one of a family, which is all great. That's yep. a great story. So he moves to the Rams. They're playing against each other this week. And he was asked by the media, are you going to help the Rams out your current team? You're going to help them at all with any information, any trade secrets, so to speak. And Eric Weddle said, I could tell them a lot of stuff, but that's not who I am. So we're going to play it on the field, and the best team is going to win. I think everything is on tape. It's not anything they can't figure out just by watching tape. He had some other comments where he said, what kind of man would I be if I sold out my old teammates? What? You know what kind of man you would be? Somebody who helps your current team win. Correct. (laughs) That's what type of man you would be. Like, this to me is a little bit and I I, I think Eric Weddle's a good guy. He's actually interacted with me a little bit on Twitter somewhat. I think he's a good dude. I think he's well respected across the league, but I think he's a little self-righteous like an opportunity to say look at what a what a man of character I am. When I don't I don't think anybody if he would have said, "Man, I I was in with McVay's office for 12 hours and we were just un- information a dump." Yep. Nobody would have looked at him differently. I don't even think the Ravens would have said, oh, man, like, oh, I can't believe he did that. No, it's accepted practice.
2: Look, you are in a competitive league. Every win counts. You are no longer a member of Baltimore. Um, I would imagine if you loved Baltimore so much and 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 you thought you were like a member of the family, they're given the opportunity to resign for as much as as, as the Rams paid you. You would have stayed in Baltimore, right? So that didn't happen. That means to they didn't think that highly of you, right? Right. For whatever reason, now all bets are off. I don't look. I am petty. Like so, give me the opportunity to go back and play like Phoenix or one yeah. of those teams. I'm telling you everything, right? All right, but I'm not suggesting that you need to be petty. I'm simply saying if you got stuff that can help a team win a game. That's your job when you're currently on another team. Like you have to give your current team the best chance to win the game. And if that includes inside information that you're privy to, it happens all the time. Dude, the best, when we we're at NBA, uh, shoot arounds, dude, and we got a, we got Danny Cannell. He just came over from the Knicks. Yeah. Danny Cannell is running a damn shoot around. Right. Hey, let me tell you what they're going to run on, on, uh, you know, X, Y, and Z. Hey, here's what they like to do on, on, uh, whatever. Right.
1: Uh, He said, Weddle said, I think everything is on tape. It's not anything they can't figure out just by watching tape. I would disagree with that. Now, I do think it's overstated. Like, oh, man, he could really help them you know, win the game. But the NFL is a game where games are decided by one or two big plays. A lot of times it's big plays. And if he could come over, because he's right, everything is on film. You can watch every play that the Ravens have run this season. But it is cut a certain way where – It's not the TV copy, so you don't have audio. You can't hear checks of the line of image. Um, It's cut right before the play kind of starts, and then right after it ends, and then it goes to a high-end zone. You don't see a lot of interchanges that happened before. But for me as a quarterback, what I would want to know, signals – and communication. Yep. So if I, w- Weddle played in the secondary. So, and this is where I'm kind of like, if you're Jared Goff, you're like, really? You're not going <laughs> to help me out with anything? Right. Um, because some, some, te- some teams are very basic. Like if you see a empty formation where there's no running back in the backfield, teams might have automatic checks that they use probably 70% of the time or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And maybe let's say that everybody in the secondary is going like this, like a 20, you know, some type or tapping their head. Yeah. And you go cover two. And this is your check for cover two. If I'm Jared Goff, I would love to know that. Right. You know, like why wouldn't you tell me that information? Right. Or if you're all yelling, Hey, Hey, you know, one of the checks in Denver when I was actually on the team, but we figured out our own defense because we play against each other all the time in the sure. offseason. They would yell, Hooters, Hooters, Hooters. That was the that was the two. That was cover two. Right. So we all kind of knew it sometimes. So we would start, hey, Jake Palmer and I would start talking, hey, if you hear Hooters, you know it's cover two, so this route should have a chance. Right. And even then, it doesn't mean it's going to work for sure, oh. but it just kind of gives you an, an inclination. So I would disagree with Eric Weddle when he says everything's on the tape. They can just figure it out from watching the tape. You can find, and maybe it's only one or two things that come into play at the most important crunch time. Because I guarantee you, Jared Goff has audibles. If he sees an all-out blitz or a zero blitz, yeah. he's going to check into it and he's going to try to dial up that home run. And if he knows, because defense are going to try to disguise, they might try to look like it's going to be a, a you know an all-out blitz, but then they drop out at the last minute. Yep. But if they're showing blitz and then you can also hear them and it kind of confirms that Yep. because of the communication you can hear, then you're going to dial up and you're probably going to hit home I'm, I'm, run. I'm with you, bro. You grow up. That's what I'm, I, I just think it's like. I get, hey, I think it's a self righteous moment for him to say, look at me. But I also think, what does it say about your current team? Like, what kind of teammate are you now? Oh, you're riding with
2: us. Now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what are we doing?
1: Um, Vontez Burfict Perfect has been in the news a couple times recently since he was suspended for the rest of the year because it was really a dirty shot that he had against yeah. the Indianapolis Colts. And it was a laundry list of fines and dirty, cheap shots. Uh, last week he said he went to the NFL office. Uh, to meet with Roger Goodell. And he was asked about that meeting. And he said, Roger Goodell is a bleep starts with a B and it rhymes with itch. Um, and it was kind of, but this is what you're going to get with Ron Vontaze. Perfect. I think he's a little off his rocker. Mm-hmm. Like he's one of those teammates where, and I had a couple guys throughout my career. I played with liked playing with them, but man, I was like, I don't even want to cross them. Like you don't want to mess with them. <laughs> right. Cause if you get them on the wrong side, they could, even if you're teammates, you don't know what you're going to get. Sure. I think that would be Vontez Perfect. Um, he came out with another accusation saying, quote, I honestly think some of the games are rigged. The refs pick and choose when they want to throw their flags. There are flags on every play. The refs determine the outcome of games, so I choose not to watch it for the most part.
2: What, what do you want me to say? You want me do you to- believe him? No, I don't believe him. <laughs> I don't either. I, don't I
1: think him. he has I'll tell sabotaged you- the rest of his career. Yeah, got nothing, no chance yeah. of playing again. Like, and he probably realized realized that when he went to Roger Connell yeah. and tried to meet with him. Yeah. yeah and that's yeah. why he's calling him a bleep and all
2: this stuff. Um there were times in NBA games that I felt like there had to be something else going on. Right. You're like, this can't, this is like this is impossible. There's no way that you And it wasn't just bad
1: just... calls, it was calls a certain way.
2: Yeah. Correct? But but come to find out. The dude refing the game was betting on the games. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I don't know that it's an agenda. Uh, you know, I like my situation wasn't necessarily an agenda by the NBA, but like I was telling Joey, like, I felt like you could be in those games. We were in Denver and Tim Donahue was refing the game, and like things that just never happen, calls that just never called, keep getting called, they keep pushing us into extra overtimes. You're like, you don't know what's going on, but you're like, Something this isn't right. This this I played in too many NBA games to 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 not know what's going on, and this doesn't right. normally happen. Um, you know, I remember being in San Antonio. Like, if you were when the Tim Donahue story leaked, there was on the on the front page of the USA Today it was just tim donahue making some call in the in the bigger story on the inside when you opened it was tim donahue on a whistle in in san antonio and me behind him like what like what's going on i remember the play like i remember Mounted Ginobili going down the lane i think it was a playoff game and and you know me kind of letting him go by cuz i had some protection at the rim and him calling like a foul and i was like you you can't even miss that. Like, even if you tried to miss that. So there were times where, like, as a player, you may feel like, dude, something's not right here. Did but you I ever never, feel that
1: with any other official, or w- did you start to notice a trend with because I, I I never actually, noticed a trend I'm,
2: with Tim Donahue. Like good. I I, re- I rarely took account of who was ref the game like or thought about it that deeply. I just right. when I see a guy, I'd be like, oh, he's an a-hole. Like keep <laughs> it moving, you know what I mean? But it, it never two and two never really made four to me. But I had been in games. You know, and as a competitor, sometimes you feel like you're getting the short end of the uh, stick all, anyway. All the time, yeah. Show there, me
1: a coach who comes out after and is like, great game,
2: officials. Right. But there are a few <laughs> that take it over the top where you're like, eh. and I remember I remember being in those where you're like yeah. and a lot of them correlated with with tim donahy having those games yeah it would
1: a mess it would be if any major sport had another one like that it's pretty like the nba has done a pretty good job of distancing, distancing sure. themselves from that bro from you know Tim
2: donahy wrote a book right yeah. you know he wrote a book yeah and the nba went out of the, like they put the kibosh on that book you don't think right. people wanted to read that book right. like seriously oh yeah yeah killed that damn book you can only find excerpts from it like online sometimes now right
0: they right. killed that book yeah there's like, a movie that's... coming out about it is there I'm a...
2: pretty sure there's a movie
1: coming out about it Ooh, that'd be pretty good right. i'm watching i'm watching yeah. i'm watching I know. it too and i'm gonna we'll look for Raza and it's like <laughs> one of the second like one of the extras in the movie they definitely gotta show some footage uh welcome back to canal and bell so during the break uh Raja and i just watched the trailer for inside game it's gonna be the story of patani it looks i want to watch it yeah i'm fascinated by it and the Hi. dude that was on I think he was on party of five is that the is that the actor that plays one of the dudes is yeah. he like matthew of, fox or something five. like that party of five. oh i remember party <laughs> of five yeah yeah yeah. no doubt
2: no i like, look. at that's always fascinating to me just because uh, i like you know again it's one of those things like you, your spidey senses are tingling yeah you never really knew what was going on but you're like, that's not right
1: you know uh floyd mayweather uh took to social media posted a picture of himself like in guard not Street clothes in his boxing gear, yeah. and it said uh, he was coming out of retirement in 2020, and that him and Dana White are working on something. Uh, there's some speculation. What exactly does this mean when he's coming out of, fl- uh, of retirement? Do you think it means he's fighting again, or is this just an ultimate tease to get you excited about something that maybe he's involved in with Dana White, maybe as a promoter or something else? Or no, oh, he he's fighting. He's, still in? he's 42. You think I he's think he's fighting. fighting?
2: I don't know that he's going to fight anymore in a real um, boxing. Commission bout where his record um, yeah, as a could boxer be could be in jeopardy, but I do think you might see him do some things where he can score really big paydays in some kind of you know like the Con- like Con- like let's be real the Connor the Connor thing everybody came in here and said Connor fought him well come on bro that guy like carried Connor around a ring for for four rounds or whatever it was until he decided called to his order. own shot yeah come on man like like you see some stuff like that where he can get big paydays and just be out there putting on exhibitions
1: yeah
0: he put out a, uh, called out Canelo what, what? Mosbado. Called out Canelo, maybe that's maybe I, that's yeah, the crossover. May, maybe he heard yeah. maybe he heard masvidal call out Canelo and he's coming back for that payday.
2: I know what Floyd better not do. is take Go to
0: UFC. He better not get his ass back in that ring with Canelo. <laughs> exactly. you don't want none
2: of that.
1: <laughs> that would be uh that would be uh pretty interesting to see that unfold uh if that did happen. Uh Nico Mannion, quote yeah. Red Mamba. Yes. Sir. Is he the guy? Because every year I feel like you know it was Trey Young, it was Zion. Is Nico Mannion the guy that people are going to have to tune in
2: and watch? I don't know. Don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's he's a good player. Plays, yeah. He plays at Arizona. He's exciting. He's got a plays an exciting brand of basketball, man. Um, pretty cool. Um, you know, I watched him at the at the McDonald's game, and he didn't get a lot of looks. I don't think at the McDonald's game, and then he played for for oh. Yeah, no, he's excited. He's yeah. excited. He's excited to watch. I don't know that there's a guy this year though that you got it right to watch. Like he's
1: going to separate from the field like that. He could
2: be one of a few. Yeah, um, he's playing in the Pac-12. It's too late for you me. You see, my boy. Ver- yeah, I hear watch. that. Vernon Carey's son went off last night. We like, did. He had he they played Cal and he totaled um, he matched Cal's total output offensively in the first half. So if Cal had I don't know 28 in the first half, he had 28 on his own. 21. Wound up, 21 sorry so what was it like he had finished with 31 and like 10 or something like that like he's a really good player the James Wiseman kid's a really good player there's yep. some guys out there um, but I don't know if any of them pop like like nobody pops like Zion
1: did you donate to the James Wiseman GoFundMe page that was set up Let's by Jay Williams to help it. pay his 11500 so I, I think it's like Jay Williams is brilliant for putting himself in the conversation yeah. and getting a lot of conversation about it but here's the thing if he got in trouble for taking a gift of 11500 what's the difference if he takes this gift for 11500 right. do not was, a
2: booster maybe right
1: well yes that's a that, single booster yes I don't that know. is true but i all, the ncaa mishandled this so bad because it appears and it not appears it kind of is what you're doing because there's nobody to pay back because it was a gift they're basically fining him yeah eleven thousand five hundred dollars that he has to donate somewhere which is the same thing that you do in nfl with your fines you can donate them uh to your favorite charity or whatever so sometimes so it's then, not that bad of a deal
2: just let a memphis booster right like I don't know. Conveniently lose a bag of cash, right. like on a sidewalk somewhere. James Weisson, has to be—he happens to be passing by. I mean, it's all within the realm of possibilities, right? Right. He finds a bag with eleven thousand dollars in it. Right. Can't be traced to anyone. Yeah. We're good and to go. Go pay it. Here we go because
1: it—it is uh, the NCA is so hard to defend. Time sometimes this is one of them.
2: I do think they have a tough job
1: of having enforced rules that are antiquated and old, and that's all they're trying to do. But just. Suspend them the 11 games and say, can come back. Cause that's a pretty harsh penalty. Look, and then just say, come back. You
2: start digging around any of them
1: major. Oh man. The amount of, like, come on, man. and which is why I have come around to the, cause I think there's a lot of these 10,000, like they could make this off the court. If they were signing autographs, doing endorsements, for right. car dealerships, they yeah. could make this money. And we wouldn't even be in these positions mm-hmm. uh, to go. All right. That's a wrap for us. Enjoy the weekend. Thanksgiving next week, man. I can't believe it's here already. We'll see you Monday.
2: The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount Plus. What brings you the Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get
1: down! Walk right
2: up to the side. A new rain is coming to the South Side.
1: Never should have sent a center boy to do a woman's
2: job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash the Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews.
1: Restrictions apply.